0: In today's show, we're looking ahead to a jam-packed 10-game Wednesday. Streaming options, what we're watching for, injury updates, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast And you can find me on Twitter as always at Red Rock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to look ahead to Wednesday. Some very interesting injury updates just dropped right as I'm hitting record. So some of the graphics on this are going to be a little bit outdated. I will. Uh, I'm outdated by like five minutes. And that's what happens in the NBA. Things move, quick, move quickly. We're going to talk about it all in this show though. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Magic Cavs is the first game. The Cavs are eight-point favorites in that first game. The total is 219. We want to watch Bol Bol because he's been great this season. Now, when I tell you that Bol Bol is going to regress, he will because he's blocking 8.1 shots per 100 possessions. It's it's absurd. Like It's not going to stick it like that. He's also shooting at a like 63%, I think, from the field. Look, there's going to be drop-offs. But he's playing better than Chumura KK. He's playing better than Mo Bamba. Um, he's getting you know, 18 minutes a night. He's at least a 14-team league ad. Maybe he's a 12-team. Write it. Why not? Look, the minutes upside isn't there, but we want to see him continue to have that role as that preferred forward off the bench. And I also want to watch Franz Wagner. He was in the buy low, sell high show earlier today, shooting under 24% from three. We want to see him be a bit more aggressive in getting to the line as well, 1.5 attempts per game. We want to see those threes go in. Everything else is pretty solid for him. We just want to see the shots go in. For the Cavs, Darius Garland Garland is out, Fultz is out, Suggs is out, Harris is out, Rubio's out. I want to see Evan Mobley do something. He's been pretty um, poor, I would say. Definitely below average and definitely not a step up from last season. Let's see if he can do it. How is he adjusting next to Donovan Mitchell? Because we haven't really seen that yet. We haven't seen him be good in that scenario. And then Karis Lavert, who we know is going to really hurt your percentages. I think we have to hold him for now, but I don't think that'll be the case when Garland returns. But let's see if he can change our mind on that one. Um, All right. Hawks Pistons. This is a back-to-back for Detroit. The Hawks are seven-point favorites the total is 228. I want to watch Johnny Collins, who's playing a ton of minutes, like 36 a night. He's blocking shots. He's getting good steal numbers. Is that is that real? Is that Can you continue to play those big minutes and be that good? I hope so, because it's top 40 John Collins, top 35 John Collins, if we continue to get those minutes and those defensive stats. I also want to watch Clint Capella, but more importantly, the minutes between Capella and Okonwu. I don't think Okonwu is a drop, and I definitely don't think Capella is a drop even though I've been asked that question of both of those guys. But I think it's going to remain a 27-21 minute split. Capella hasn't been at his best at all. He wasn't at his best last year either, I don't think he's ever going to get back to his best. But we want to watch that minutes rotation, and he got the rebounds up last game, which was impressive. For the Pistons, this is a back-to-back. I want to watch Jalen Duran. Is he 21 minutes? Is he 17 minutes? How did the, Does he play him next to Isaiah Stewart? I think Durin still is a 12-team league hold for now. And then Bogdanovich, another player who was featured on my buy low, sell high, who's shooting 50% from three. We might see that go down or even on Tuesday's game. But his role should be there. But let's see what he does outside of shooting the lights out. Bogdan Bogdanovich is out. Alec Burks is out. Marvin Bagley is out. Justin Holliday is listed questionable with um, an illness. Nets, Bucks is the next one. Bucks are three and a half point favorites. The total is 233 and a half. I said they're questionable, Jay Holiday. That's just a carryover from the last slide. He's not. Seth Curry is out. Chris Middleton is out. Pat Connaughton is out. They're the major rotation pieces, which are not a part of this game. I want to watch Ben Simmons, who's been really bad. The foul call to foul him out against the Grizzlies was horrendous. It was definitely not a foul, but that doesn't matter. He had five fouls prior to that, and he's just got to be better. He's really struggling. His usage is in the toilet. I'd like to see him stay on the court for 30-plus minutes. That'd be nice and do something better than what he's done so far. And I also want to watch Nick Claxton, who's getting like 30 minutes a night at the moment. The value for Claxton is really strong. Um, He's playing the best basketball of his career. We didn't really know if he'd be able to get 30-plus. Most Nets people thought he wouldn't because of the presence of Simmons, but Simmons is fouling out, so they're just playing Claxton more. If Simmons plays 35, does that bring Claxton's minutes down? That's going to be something for us to watch. And then for the Bucks, featured on the buy low, sell high, was Brooke Lopez, because he's blocking three and a half shots per game. Now, that is going to come down. I guarantee that. But what I want to see is also the usage of Lopez, which is solid, and his efficiency is down. So there is room for him to lose blocks and improve in some other areas. Not to the same degree, but let's see how he looks. And let's see what Bobby Portis is. Bobby Portis is going to be a 22-minute-a-night guy every night. It does feel that way. Um, and that's yeah, really limits his upside, because that means that like he's just going to sit at the 110 sort of mark for most of the year and have a couple of big games where he goes off where someone's out and then he sort of slides back. He's still a rosterable guy, but the upside's not really that high. As I said, Curry, Middleton, Connerton, all out of of this one for the Bucks and the Nets. If you are looking to hire someone for your company, you wouldn't want to go anywhere else apart from LinkedIn jobs. Hiring staff, it's a pain. It's a cost. It's a time cost. It's a money cost. And getting it wrong can be disastrous for your business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs is there to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You go there, it's easy to create a job. You go to LinkedIn Jobs, create your job, then go to your, uh, add your job and add the purple hashtag hiring frame onto your LinkedIn profile so that people know that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can cut to the chase and get those people that you want into your organization. I wish this sort of thing had existed when I was in the hiring business, hiring people to work with me. Um, just so much nonsense and claptrap to sort through. Whereas with all these screening questions, I can just cut to the chase. Bang, here are the guys you want. Have a look at them. Set up the interviews and we're ready to go. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com. Slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The next game we look at is the Sixers taking on the Raptors. On the road, the Sixers are actually one point favourites, which is a little bit of a surprise considering how their season has gone to date, but that's where we're at. I want to watch Tangles, Taurius Maxi. Being a struggle, as we highlighted on the buy low, sell high. There's no rebounds or assists there. He's shooting 43% and 33%, I think, from three. Um, the usage is actually up from last season, which is a surprise, to be sure. A surprise, to be sure. But it welcome one. We need to see um, more efficiency, though. Look, we just need to see better stuff. We need to see more peripheral numbers from Maxi. And then I also want to watch the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, he's been pretty good. I'm not 100% convinced on him maintaining this. And there's going to be rough nights, but he's been solid enough, and let's see if he can continue that for the Raptors. Otto Porter is listed doubtful, and Scotland Barnes is questionable. Also on the Sixers side, De'Anthony Melton is questionable, who is not a 12-team league guy in my opinion. If Barnes is out, we saw pressures at Chua, the big sneeze go crazy last game. Now he had nine points, and he hurts your field goals and free throws, but he had 22 rebounds, so people froth that they yeah, double Danish backhanded him because he got 22 boards. And they'll rush to grab him now. I'm sure. When I, and I haven't looked at the numbers yet. When I do the recap show later today, when I see most added players, Precious is going to be at the top of this list. But if Barnes plays, he might play 20 minutes. So where they fit him in, can he be useful enough in a reserve role? Hint, almost definitely not. But can, or not, sorry, in a reserve minutes role, because he was a reserve last game and played 33. And he's played 33 the last two when Barnes has been hurt. But otherwise, he's a 21-minute-a-night guy, and that's nowhere near 12-team value. So we want to see what a chewer does without Barnes, which makes him an ad. With Barnes, makes him probably a drop. And then Fred VanVleet has been really, really strong. Um, he's been fantastic for times, but he's had some really low-usage games. There's almost no debating that at all. And you know, we look at some of the stuff that he's done in terms of um production, there is some drop off there with the steel numbers, but from all of the doom and naysayers, I guess, from the um from the beginning of the year about reduced minutes and Barnes being the point guard, it just isn't true. Like it just hasn't been the case at all. And it's it's just the same stuff over and over again with this team. That's great for the fantasy value. Maybe not so good for injury in future. The Hornets and the Knicks. We want to watch Dennis Smith Jr., who is a rosterable player because LaMelo Ball is out. Cody Martin is doubtful and Terry Rozier is doubtful. Now, if Rozier does play, then Smith's value evaporates. It's still useful for deeper leagues, but it evaporates for 12s. Um, we want to see how Smith looks. We want to also want to see Big Dick Nick. Now, my worry with Richards is, yes, grab him by all means. I think he's... Obviously, a better long term prospect than Mason Plumley is. But the fact that he had a 20 and 9 game on 100% shooting last game and still played six fuel minutes than Mason Plumley makes me think that Steve Clifford's not really all that interested in making a change at starting centre at this point. I could be very wrong on that, but Richards might play 18 minutes next game and instead of having 9 of 9 shooting, he has a standard 5 of 6 and scores 10 points with 7 rebounds. And you go, eh, what's the point of that? All right, so we want to watch how that looks. For the Knicks, I want to see Isaiah Hartenstein, who is still producing at a top 110 level, despite the backup minutes. I want him to play 24, but it doesn't look like he's going to get there every night. And let's see how Thibodeau uses him. And then Roland Barrett, who is just doing what he does. Not a top 200 player, scoring okay, but just obliterating everything else. And steals and blocks, never heard of him. Field goals and free throws, why bother? Like, he's just bad in all those other categories. And that is consistently how he has been as a category player. A much better points league player. But let's see if we can get anything happening. Like, it was an impressive second half last game for Barrett. But I'd like you to do that for three months rather than 24 minutes. Um, Ball is out. As I said, Rozier and Martin are doubtful. Grimes is also out on the Knicks side of things. Pacers, Bulls. The Bulls are eight-point favorites in this one. The total is 234. Now I've written down here that Miles Turner is out. He is not. Miles Turner is questionable. Just as I went to air on this, they released the injury report and Miles Turner is questionable and could return to action. So we still want to watch Isaiah Jackson. Like where the hell does that leave him? They could legitimately put him out of the rotation and play Turner and Goga. I wouldn't put it past Rick Carlisle because his rotation has been weird. Also want to watch uh, Humpty Dumpty, Benedict Matherin, who's been great. Like, he's been awesome. I worry that there will be some level of drop-off. His usage is unbelievably high. His efficiency is through the roof. But he just seems to get it done all the time. For the Bulls, Patrick Williams is really poor at the moment. Will they replace him as a starter? That is what we need to watch. Now, he shouldn't be rostered in any 12-team leagues. Probably even 14-team. But I want to see what they do. I also want to watch Ayah Desumu, who was in my um, sell-high guys, who shot 90% last game. Is he anything more than a 14% usage player? Is he... Not going to remain a 50% three-point guy. I reckon. Will he ever attempt a free throw? Because that hasn't happened so far this season. Um, as I said, Alonzo Ball is out, but Miles Turner is not out. Miles Turner is listed as questionable. Daniel Tice um, is listed questionable as well. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. no. Daniel Tice is out. My bad. Miles Turner is questionable. Sorry, confusion. Um, Spurs and Wolves. An update to the injury report here. Kyle Anderson is out. That has just come through. In the middle of me recording this, um, Torian Prince gets the boost there. The Wolves are eight-point favorites. The total is 231. The other thing that's come through is Devin Vassell is now listed doubtful with knee soreness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That is not great. So I said here I want to watch Devin Vassell. Well, I'm not going to be watching him. That means we're going to get Josh Primo with a boost and Josh Richardson, I would expect, with a boost. Maybe we get a little bit of Malachi Branham, but I don't think so. I also want to watch Trey Jones, who last game, 30 minutes, assists to back up. I think he's going to start to settle into what we expected pretty soon. But the Vassell thing's not great. For the Wolves, we want to watch Goose, Anthony Edwards. It's been a rough start. 53% of his free throws, no steals or blocks really at all. He's struggling. Let's see if he turns it around here. And then my man, Jalen Noel, who's a great 14-team league player and probably even worth a 12-team look. He's getting tons of shots off the bench. And with Kyle Anderson not there, he'll get even more opportunity, I expect, coming in that second unit. I said Anderson was listed questionable. He is um, out. He's been ruled out um, of this game. So yeah, some injury news coming through there. Betterline.net is the best place for all your football, betting, action, and basketball for the beginning of the new season. Find all the latest player developments, team news, matchups, podcasts, articles, analysis, Everything that you could want. And if we have a look at these games, as I said, we've got some odds up, and you can see those odds up on my screen here. We've got the um the Spurs at that uh nine or oh, sorry eight, eight point underdogs. I think that's gonna blow out now that the out. That might turn into double digits, but you can check it all out over at betonline.net. It's not just that, there's live betting as well. There's esports, there's the world series, start of the NHL season, boxing, MMA, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline is where the game starts. Rockets Jazz. The Jazz are actually five and a half point favorites, which seems a lot, with a total of 233 points. I want to see what they do with Tari preseason in this game because finally, the wild thing is back. Even the wild thing's going well. I can't do much about that. KJ Martin is there and Eric Gordon is there. Does Eason even play? Now, the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun is out with that illness again. Bruno Fernando is out. So they could get Eason minutes as they play Jabari at the four, at the five. Sorry. Him and Garuba get those minutes, and that means that Martin, Tate, um, and Eason get the minutes there at the four. But you know, Eason's still, I think, a top 150 player this season in like 18 minutes. It's just, where's the path to 25? It seems like it's a long way away. I also want to watch Jabari Smith, who was great as a center last game. Key free throws down the stretch as well. The blocks are starting to come. I think he's going to. He, he might nudge the top fifty this season. I think he's been really good for the Jazz. Again, let's just get it through our heads here. Um, Colin Sexton is the Jazz's backup point guard. That is all he is at the moment. He doesn't really play the two at all. Maybe a couple of minutes. I don't think they want Conley and Sexton to share the backcourt. Now, maybe they trade Jordan Clarkson, maybe they trade Malik Beasley. Maybe they trade Mike Conley. But maybe they don't for three months and Sexton sits at 17 minutes a night. It is a stash at the moment. It's a luxury stash. I'm not worried about Sexton shooting. It's going to improve. But it's about monitoring that role to see if anything changes. And I don't think it will. You go follow Tony Jones, who's again, is one of the go-to guys for the Jazz. People keep complaining to him. What are they doing with Sexton? Why are not they play him? He goes... Sexton is their backup point guard, and he is worse than their starting point guard. That is why he is playing those minutes. It is as simple as that. He's probably also a worse player than Jordan Clarkson, to be honest. But they view him as a point guard. I think that's incorrect. It's not incorrect that they view him. I think they are incorrect in that view of him, but it doesn't matter either. So we want to see where Sexton sits. I also want to see the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Who started out the season great. Top 70 player. Absolute must-roster guy. I am not convinced that they trade him. I know people seem to think it's a guarantee that the Jazz are going to tank and trade everyone. I'm not so sure on that one. Um, Heat Blazers. The Blazers are one-point favorites. The total is 222.5. Caleb Martin returns after a one-game suspension. He would, I assume, slot back in as the starting power forward. And the Heat? one of two teams that have a back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. So Martin probably is going to be worth a stream in that scenario. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also want to watch Bam Adebayo, who, let's be fair, has been really poor to begin this season. So many things that we hear, and like Bam is going to take over, be the number one offensive guy. That just it, it wasn't going to be the case, and it clearly isn't the case. But he's still got plenty of room to improve on what he's producing at the moment. Because efficiency is just out of, out of whack. It's so bad. It's going to improve. We hope. For the Blazers, Anthony, Red Simons, Um, awesome, last game, in one quarter, let's see what he brings in this one, let's see how the shots distribute between him, or distribute, that's a better way of pronouncing that word, between him and Jeremy Grant, and let's see Yusuf Nurkic, who's getting like big minutes now for some reason, 30 plus a night, which is awesome, it helps that there's no real backup, and that Justice Winslow is out, Winslow may return in this game, we don't know, Um, but Nurkic looks solid at the moment. Oladipo is out, Gary Payton is out, Olivier Saar is out, while Yurt Seven and Winslow are currently questionable. Lakers Nuggets. Is this the game where they bench Russell Westbrook? He's been atrocious, we know that. He can't hit a shot really at all. No one guards him, he makes terrible decisions. They would be better without him playing. Whether they make that decision, I've got no idea. But we want to watch that. Also Lonnie Walker, who's had a really solid role. I still don't buy him as a regular contributor, But with the volume of shots that he's getting, especially for points leagues, there's value in Lonnie Walker. And then for the Nuggets, I I don't think Bones Highland's a 12-team league player. This might be the final straw. I would have dropped him already. This might be the final straw. But if you can't get 20 minutes a night and you're the fourth guard on the team, which he currently is, it's no point. And then the headmaster, Jamal Murray, who is really struggling under 27 minutes a night, can't hit his free throws either and can't hit field goals. 2.3 assists, like terrible numbers. Let's see if he can get it back on track here. Dennis Schroeder will be out. Tom Bryant will be out. Maga Porter Jr. has appeared on the injury report with, what did they say? Uh, lumbar spine injury management. Interesting that he played the back-to-back, and now he's appearing as questionable. Huh. We absolutely uh, want to pay attention to that, though. Um, and yeah, that's, so he was just a recent addition to the injury report there. As I said, back-to-back streaming for Wednesday, Thursday. It's the, it's the heat in the net. So Caleb Martin, Basmati Man, Royce O'Neal, Dayron Sharp, Maxi Struess, the winner soldier. There's some pretty interesting streams to get the two games there. For just Wednesday, we're looking for category leagues. We're looking at Paddy Beverly, Caleb Martin, the Shark Bruce Brown, Joshie Richardson especially. I had Richardson on this list before the Vassell injury. <laughs> Bump him way up. Uh, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, Mason Plumley, and Emmanuel Quickly. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. Josh Richardson, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, PJ Tucker, Javonte Green. Goga, maybe less so, because if Turner does play, that might impact him. Um, Joshua Primo, value way up. And KJ Martin, with the absence of Alperen Shangun. And for points leagues, we're looking at Dennis Smith. These are all 50% available or over. Dennis Smith Jr., Patrick Beverly. Mason Plumley, Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Lonnie Walker, Jalen Duran, and Caleb Martin. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up, you leave your comments, you subscribe, and you ring the bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.